Uh, you can be seated, guys, and thank you, band. You can take your seats here. I'm so glad that you're here. So glad that you're here, Julie Townsend, in our church. You make this place better. Isn't that true? <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here, Dan Fricker, in this church. You make our church a better place. Oh, come on. We've got just a, a house full of beautiful people like Sari France. So glad you're in our church. You make this church a better place. Oh, I could just like stand here and mention all of you people that I know and the ones I don't know. I'm just glad you're here tonight. And um, I'm not, you know, we're talking beyond Sunday and our church has a big vision uh, to build the church glorifies Jesus, sees lives transformed. That's the vision of our church. And uh, we, um, today being Beyond Sunday, I don't want to just give a report of the different things that we do and the places we go and, um, you know, the lives that we touch. But I want you to hear from God tonight because I know that he wants to speak to us and enlarge us and expand us. And I know there's some people here that have got a future in going into all the world and preaching the gospel. And God's just going to plant a seed in your heart tonight, whether it's a country, whether it's a place that you're going to visit, whether it's something that has been there before, um, but it's just going to awaken tonight. Just open your heart up to hear from God because he just wants to speak to us and we want to surrender to him, right? Hey, let's just start with, um, well, I don't know, in this world uh, of devices and social media, if you've seen the hashtag first world problems, Oh my gosh, it shows just how superficial we've become. I just wanted to show you a few and just um, highlight <laughs> what people really go on about. Uh, if you can put up some photos there. I just took some random ones of the internet today. Here is this guy. First world problems, James sorting his whiskey and bourbon into his new bigger cabinet from the tip shop, First World Problems. Oh, how sad is that, James? Um, this is scientific chick. When it's laundry day and your gloves are in the wash, but it's also ride day, you have no choice but to sacrifice your, uh, your nail product of yesterday's girls' night. Hashtag the struggle is real. Hashtag first world problems. Really? Really? Is that really such a big deal? Oh, my gosh. Um, yes, I'm that hashtag lazy. In-seat menu. He's watching the footy here with his in-seat menu that he doesn't even have to leave the seat. He can order his meal and watch the baseball or whatever it is. First world problems, really? Oh my gosh. And this one, your drink should always match your nail polish. Hashtag first world problem. No, this is so bad. This is what we're becoming as a culture, you know, in our world. There's like 1.2 million um, posts of first world problems on just Instagram alone. And that's just like spelt first world problems. There's hot stacks and stacks of that. We'll come back to that a little later on, okay? Uh, but first I want to talk about uh, one of our values as a church, and we have many of them is to uh, be a compassionate church. Uh, our church is a compassionate church. If we can put that value up there, we shine God's love into our community and beyond. Um, that's 
both locally and wider afield overseas. So a, a compassionate church, yes, we deal with com- compassion, uh, the projects, uh, but we're a compassionate church in our heart, right? Uh, we're a generous church. Uh, we're full of amazing people who just give and look outside of themselves. We're making a difference uh, as a church, and we're just not about getting, 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 but what we can give. A couple of weeks ago, we um, there it is up there, our church is a compassionate church, shines God's love into our community and beyond. We shine. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had our 25th birthday as a church. It was started from just nothing 25 years ago, just a little tiny seed, and uh, our fanning pastors came and visited us. Who is, Beck, you turned 25 yesterday, right? Who else is 25 this year in 2017? Keegan? Ivan? Who's this? Chrissy over here. Who else? What's your name? Nicole, all turning 25. What a great age. Born in 1992. And also you were nothing, 25 plus nine months, years ago. And then now, look at you making a difference in this world. The scripture uh, that we talked uh, that we talked about a couple of weeks ago at our 25th birthday um, is out of Isaiah chapter 9. It's the founding scripture that our church was founded on. It's, he will make it glorious by the way to the sea. Uh, those, uh, the people who walk in de- darkness have seen a great light. Those who sit in the shadow of death upon them, a great light has shined. And that light is Jesus Christ. And he's shined on us. He's shined on our church. He shines in us. And it's our responsibility to shine that light through us and into other people's lives. It's about that light. John 8 verse 12 talks about Jesus. He spoke to the people and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, okay, that's a condition there. There's a promise. You won't have to walk in darkness if you follow Jesus because you will have the light that leads to life. And if you're sitting here tonight and you're not a follower of Jesus, I want to give you an invitation to be a follower of Christ. And later on, I'm going to pray a prayer that invites Jesus into our heart so that you can be a follower of Christ, so that you don't have to walk in darkness, you can walk in light, and that you will then have the light that leads to life. And that's what we want. We want life. We don't want to just be living. We want life and to have that just awakened in us. All you have to do is turn on the news, right? And you see darkness. You just see the, the murders. You see the atrocities. You see the terrorism, the suicide bombers, and it's just out there. But Jesus is the light. He wants us to receive him into our hearts and to be that light. I just want to start with a couple of scriptures. Another one is Matthew 5, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. That's you, that's me. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. If you've got the light of Christ in you, then you need to get it out there. You need to show people. You need to tell them about the love of Christ. You need to tell them that they can have this light by receiving Jesus in their heart, by our good deeds, by 
spreading the, the word. We've got the good news, right? We've got the good news. There's darkness in this world, but Jesus can come and he can take darkness, turn it into light, bring forgiveness, bring purpose and passion into our hearts, and we can live a great, rewarding life following him. Amen. So compassion, let me start talking about compassion. We launched compassion in our church in 2012 in, in Kiwana Waters. Uh, at, at C3 Church, as a, as a movement of churches, have been involved in compassion for many years. Compassion is releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name and operates worldwide. It's, it is generally through sponsorship of a child, an individual child, and we've got many children that we can sponsor. They're out on the table in the foyer. Uh, but it partners, what I love about it is it partners with a local church, with a pastor that operates this project, a compassion project, and brings in these children out of their community. They stay with their families, brings them in, feeds them, um, gives them education, uh, provides spiritual um, enlightenment to them and just it provides emotional support and a place to belong and incorporates the children in through that. You know, it's funny how God exceeds your dreams. As a child, I, well, I basically had two dreams. One was to be a mum and one was to be a midwife. And, um, and I achieved both of those dreams. But I also had this dream that I wanted to go to Africa. And as a midwife, I wanted to deliver little chocolate babies and uh, work as a midwife and cuddle them. And, and I just had this dream. It's funny. I looked up a journal of when John and I were dating when I was 21 years old. And we were comparing our dreams for the future. And, you know, what's the vision that you have for your life? And this is the vision that I had. And he sort of shared my, his. And I shared mine. It was like, oh, they don't really sound like they're on the same page, but uh, mine was, oh, I want to go to Africa. I want to live in Africa. Or I want to, you know, um, be amongst the people over there. It was just something that was inside of me. And anyway, we sort of laid down all of our dreams and just said, hey, we're going to be obedient to whatever God asks us to do. So um, he'll bring us on the same page. And um, in, earlier this year, at 43 years old, I had the, my first chance to go to Africa. It was like a dream come true. It was on a sabbatical that John and I went on uh, with our kids over um, the Christmas period. And we went into Uganda. And um, over the last few years, we've been quite involved in compassion and in sponsorship children. And uh, we sponsor a little girl up in the top uh, part, northern parts of Uganda called Maria. And um, we'd sponsor a little boy called Patrick who's grown up, moved out, moved out of the sponsorship. We sponsored a girl called Kanifa in our Compassion Project in uh, Chiringa. And also, um, yeah, that was it at that point. So um, I want to tell you about this, uh, what, what happened with us as we went to meet our Compassion child this year. And um, so we rock up in our little van and with our Compassion team and, and our kids, and we go into uh, the home where she lives with her family. We only just found out on that day that her father 
father had died three months previous and we didn't know. They've got a mum and a family of five. She's 11 years old. Her name is Kanifa and uh, she's the eldest of the five children. So mum's there. We rock up to this little mud hut. It's just this tiny little thing. We get out of the car and we're sort of like looking around. There's all these people around and we, we, don't, we can't see her. We don't know which one she is and we're just sort of greeting everybody and saying hello to uh, the different ones. And then out of the blue, she just runs out of the hut and just throws her arms around me and and just overwhelms me because I wasn't expecting that. And then uh, she, have we got a photo um, of that actually? You can put up the one of, yeah, there she is. And so this is my daughter Gemma and us meeting Kanifa. And then uh, what happens is her mum comes out Uh, she was there and she starts introducing herself. Well, as she does that, she starts like bowing down to the ground and like curtsying before us as if we're royalty. And we're just like overwhelmed. I think I've got um, just, there's a little clip of her as she she comes out, if we can just show that. That's my son, Mitchell. She went around each one of us. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) There she is the mum. Oh my goodness. Talk about overwhelming. It's just like you don't realise what difference that you're making until you actually go there and see. And it's like the whole village came out to see us and meet us that day because what we realised was the impact that we were having was not just on one child with our sponsorship of $48 a month. It didn't impact that one girl. It impacted not just even her one family, but all of her extended family, all the ones that live nearby, they're all just blown away. They just all came out to thank us for what we did for her. It just impacts them. And, um, and we sat down, and, and if you can keep um, showing the photos, I think there's more of there as we met her brothers and sisters and um, gave her little gifts. And she's just, you know, they, you think, oh, we don't want to do this in, in public because they'll all be sort of um, jealous of her getting all the attention. Not at all. They're just like, bring it on. What you give her, we just all receive it. And we're just so um, blessed by that. They just don't have a competitive, independent spirit. They're just like all in give them, you know, toys and they start distributing it straight away and, um, and then they start giving us gifts, you know. And they're like, here they are living in this little mud hut, the whole family in like two little rooms. We got to take her on an excursion. Would you believe they had a jet ski out in the middle of Africa? And uh, <laughs> well, we know, fortunately, we know how to drive jet skis. I think they would have let us go on it anyway. But um, we got to take her on that. Blew her away. She'd never been on water before. And um, then uh, we took her out to her very first restaurant, very first flushing toilet, um, showed her Google Maps. <laughs> Here's John showing her and a friend uh, what the rest of the world looks like. Just no idea. Never seen, in, never seen an iPad before. Um, so she's wearing a dress um, that if you sponsor a compassion child, you can tick a box saying, yeah, I want to give them a birthday present or yeah, I want to give them a Christmas present. This is what it goes to. Um, beautiful clothing that they give them. Goats, uh, like they get a goat for their birthday, which is a huge gift for them as they... Um, feed the goats, get another goat next year, they start breeding them. Once they get five goats, they can sell it for a cow. And what is it? How many cows? Two cows, and they can buy a block of land. 
oh my gosh. So it actually makes a huge difference in their life of just, you know, saying, yeah, I'll give you a $20 Christmas gift. So if you have that option of doing that with your sponsored children, let me encourage you to do that. Uh, we went to, so this is, we went to the Compassion, is this okay if I tell you our story? Oh, I just wanted to share it with you because it was really life-changing and I just, you know, um, it stirs something in you. Uh, we met the um, pastor of so the Turinga Project, where they are. Um, it partners with the Centre of Evangelism Turinga Church. And this is Pastor Moses. He has four children. Um, they're not his children. That's one of mine. But um, <laughs> they're all a bit older. But oh, this is all the neighbourhood kids. They just all come out. They're just like, white people, yay. I'm excited. And, um, <laughs> and, and what they're doing there, oh, my gosh, this little boy, He's called Jordan, right? Um, Michael and Kate went and visited this year and they said, is he, is he sponsored this boy? Well, we asked the same question and he wasn't and we were able to sponsor him. Yay! So he makes our fifth child that we could sponsor. He's just adorable. He's like three years old and we're just like, oh! come be ours. <laughs> no, don't go back to that just yet. Um, so what I'm excited about with um, meeting with Moses and his wife, Benina, and please pray for them, for her health and for their children, um, is they have great vision. Like, this is what compassion enables them as a church to then um, grow their church. They've added a school to their church. Um, we have put money towards putting, building up and a roof, building toilets for them. Um, they have a vision to build a medical center, to build a guest house where people can come and stay. And they've got great plans for the future. So pray for Moses, Pastor Moses and Benina um, over there in, uh, in Turinga, Turinga, which is in Uganda, which is in Africa. It's a long way to go, but it's worth it. Uh, a couple of years ago, um, we went to, uh, we'd just been so blessed. We, I mean, going to Africa, it was, it was dead set, a dream come true. Because like, I love the African people. Once I got amongst them, I'm just like, I love you. They just smile and they've got these big white teeth. And I got to hold the little babies and I was just like in my element, wasn't I? I was just like, don't take the baby off me. But um, they kept saying, come back, come back. Oh, I will, I will. So um, year, a couple of years before, maybe three years before, we went to Thailand and we had the privilege of meeting um, our, our project over there as well with Pastor Predik. Predik. Uh, Marita and Russell have been over there to Thailand a number of times, and a few of you have. And uh, we were able to meet our little girl, uh, Paiwan, and her family, and they all live in with another family um, there as well, the little one in the blue. And uh, so we got to meet them with the project, and then we met our little boy called Champ, and he is just a tiny little boy. Um, with, and so, yeah, we got to go to his home, which had been pretty much destroyed by um, the... I don't know, the cyclones or whatever typhoons that went through there, we had a photo with the family and that's what they were sleeping on behind... The, the family is just a mattress and a little bit of tin over their head and it's all open. And that's what they um, had been just, you know, that's their home. 
And uh, so, I mean, we were able to send some money to help them build that. But um, the biggest, exciting, um, most amazing experience was then uh, we went to the church the next day. And this is where that partnership, like, is so critical because it's not just, like, you're sending money and you feed them and that's great, but they're connected into a local church. And the little boy, Champ, he got saved. And his, um, he had been saved. His mum had been saved. But that day, John was preaching. And so they in invited, um, dad said, oh, come, because um, the sponsor parents uh, at the church, and he gave his heart to God on that day. It was the most special experience ever. Oh, we just felt so honoured to be there and to be part of that, um, because, you know, just that spiritual um, Oh, awakening for them. We realize that it's so much more than just nutrition and so much more than just help you out with a, with a home, which is really important, and help you come out of that cycle of poverty. But it's actually bringing you alive spiritually and connecting you uh, with your creator. So uh, that was awesome and so exciting. Um, I want to read to you a scripture out of Mark chapter 10, and it says, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, Let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Like God... He loves children. He loves children. And there's such an open door uh, into the lives of children, both for their future, but also, uh, as in the case of uh, Champ and his dad, Pam, into his dad's life. And now he's right with God. I know we've had uh, quite a number of teams that have gone into our projects in, uh, in Thailand and Uganda. And I want to shout out to Michael and Kate, who are our uh, compassion um, coordinators. Can you stand up, guys? Well, they've got the T-shirts to prove it. These guys are awesome. They're brilliant organisers. Uh, you know, if you're thinking of going on a trip, and we have a trip pretty much every year, um, they organise it like pretty much for you, right? Like, I mean, that in itself is huge. They're sort of like camp parents in a sense because they go with them and even young ones, I think you had the youngest was a 17-year-old Hope that went with you this last time to Africa. So they, uh, they provide that protection, that care as well. I, they're just running with the vision. They're so passionate about it and um, going on trips um, to Thailand. So look up there. Oh, Nope, it's gone. Back to, yeah, so uh, Thailand a number of times and Uganda uh, a couple of times as well with all our amazing teams. Who's been on one of these compassion trips? Give us a wave. Yes, awesome. Was it the best experience of your life? <laughs> you better say yes. <laughs> um, they're, they've had, um, okay, this last time you had an involvement in a C3 conference, which the East Asia, uh, Africa, sorry, get it right, um, conference was on at the same time. And, um, and they just raved about our church team. Actually, I've got, um, if you can just bear with me, because I want to find that um, email that came from our, oh, 
I don't think I'm going to find it. Anyway, they raved about our team and just um, and how much that they just contributed and showed the guys in Africa, this is how you do um, church well. This is how you um, really have excellence. And it just really, um, they were just highlighted as being amazing um, for our team. So thank you to Michael and Kate uh, for your um, amazing diligence in leading our Compassion Project. Oh, that was the conference. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so for us, we've got the two projects, as I mentioned, and that is in uh, Chiang Mai in Thailand and in Uganda. Uh, and at this point, I don't know after this morning, but uh, we have 207 children sponsored from C3 Church Kiwana Waters. 207 children, so well done, guys. I know there's going to be plenty more, and uh, actually when we're over there and as we were coming back from Africa at the beginning of this year, we just like, our vision is to have compassion projects in every continent of the world from this church. And so we are going to start by launching Brazil. We've just signed up for a project in uh, Brazil. So we've got some children uh, that can be sponsored that are um, coming from there. And so again, that's partnering with a local church there and starting that um, Compassion Project linked with C3 Kiwana Waters. So um, I just want to show you a little video of um, Hilda, one of the Compassion children. If you look to the screen, you can see how you can be involved. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? So out on the Compassion table, you'll find some children like Enoch from Uganda or Jeremiah from Uganda or different ones from um, Thailand and uh, now Brazil. Uh, even if you do it together as a group, as a connect group, you can sponsor a child and do that together. Um, other ways that you can help, uh, you can visit, uh, go on a trip. Uh, we've got a trip coming up next year to Thailand in May, is that right? August, August next year. Um, even if you don't go next year, if you start, uh, you know, praying and believing that you'll be able to go at some point or start saving for that, um, you can minister there as we saw some pictures earlier. I think of um, Russell, you're preaching in the church there. Um, and uh, you can donate if you're not able to. Oh, there he is, Russell Smith, your preacher man over there in um, Thailand and um, some of our other team as well. Um, you can donate if you want to. You can go out to the desk and donate. You can pray. Pray for these guys. Pray for children. Pray like Hilda that that um, cycle of poverty is broken. Um, you can write letters to your children. Yes, because this, uh, did you hear what she said there? I was waiting for my sponsors to write it and it finally came. It's like, oh, if you've got children, write them a letter. Please take time out of your schedule and plot it into your, you know what I did this afternoon? Wrote letters to my children. <laughs> I want to, um, you know, just be uh, honest and integrous and uh, do that. <laughs> Not a hypocrite, but write letters to them. They just, I mean, it means so much to them. They were, we're so rich as a people here. We're so rich, but I don't want to live in the confines of my own life. I want to always be looking out what I always, I'm committed to living a life beyond myself, beyond my four walls, beyond my family beyond even this church or this local region. I'm committed to looking outwards. 
So let's be a compassionate church. Overseas is so important, but what about right here? The Bible says go into all the world and preach the gospel. What about this part of the world? What about our backyard? What about our neighborhood? Change the, pers- the world one person at a time. I've heard a quote that says, do for one what you wish you could do for many. Our Shine Community Care was launched in 2003. Margaret Appleton is our brilliant director. Margaret, where are you? Would you stand up for us? Oh my gosh, Margaret is a voluntary, amazing person and leader, attracts people and has uh, works with over 100 volunteers on this great team, making a difference in our local community. Isaiah 58 verse 10 is the um, scripture that our Shine Community Care is based on. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light, there it is again, will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Uh, Would you look to the screen and check out our Shine video? Awesome. That's brilliant. We'll have an um, opportunity to give to Shine at the end of the service. But um, shout out to Prue Barber. I don't know if she's here tonight. You saw her up there talking about... Um, she's a part of our Shine team. She's 76 years old. She lost her husband a number of years ago and had huge heart surgery a couple of years ago. She would be what you would think a recipient of Shine Community Care. But no, she's the one that's out there driving kids to youth, taking people to Centrelink, driving them to um, the doctor visits and always here. So um, it's people like that that just helps shine God's love into our community and not just meet those practical needs, but uh, meet those spiritual needs and connect people into the house of God. That's what it's all about. So um, what we do as Shine Community Care, the backyard blitz days, the budgeting courses, um, food packs that are always getting distributed. Uh, Last year, there was 329 food packs that were distributed. There's jobs clubs, there's uh, the grandparents' parents, there's Christmas hampers, as you saw, um, working with people in crisis and working with other agencies agencies here on the Sunshine Coast to work together to um, really meet needs. And if you can just pop that uh, one up there of the other organisations that we as Shine work with, um, uh, the the grandparents' parents, the IFYS, the Community Solutions, and, you know, um, all of these organisations, Shine Community Care would be on that same level as them. It's very respected in our local community. Margaret sits on the group of decision-makers table of these ones as how um, money grants can be distributed in our local area. So um, it's really making a difference and getting a, a great reputation. This year so far... Um, Um, We have helped, we as a church have helped 1,580 people here on the Sunshine Coast. So give yourselves a round of applause for that. Some of the ones specifically, I just want to share a couple of stories. Um, A single mum with uh, 12-month-old twins, one of them has a brain tumour, shines helped with food, fuel vouchers, and emotional support, which makes all the difference in a crisis. Another single mum who's escaped domestic violence has been helped moving house, um, given food, fuel vouchers, and other um, monetary assistance. So well done, church, that you're helping out uh, people in need. Proverbs 14.31 that says, Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honours him. 
It honors God when we help the poor. CAP is another area uh, that we're involved in. CAP is Christians Against Poverty. And uh, John Kirkby is the founder. He comes from England. And let's just have a look at uh, a little video from him. Awesome. It's so practical. It helps. And uh, we have um, CAP workers who will go into homes and teach people about budgeting, um, help uh, set up um, debt consolidation and really make a difference in there. Um, and yeah, and, and we're looking to expand that in the future. So um, so proud of our shine workers in our church in their giving um, into the local community and serving. We are indeed building the church. So how can you help? Well, you can volunteer. You can sign up to be a Shine volunteer. We've got a Shine table out in the foyer. Um, you can help in the CAP Centre. You can give. As Margaret said, it's tax deductible. And uh, we'll have opportunity to do that in a moment, whether it's a one-off donation or regular monthly contribution. Um, just uh, we'll look at that. Um, Luke 12, 48, it says, To whom much is given, much is required. And uh, here we live in the first world, and uh, we think that we have first world problems, and, and, and it is a bit of a joke, but in actual fact, we're very rich. We have so much. Um, if you just want to put up the, uh, if you have food in your fridge, clothes on your back, um, if you have a roof over your head and a place to sleep, then you're richer than 75% of the world. Food in your fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep. You're richer than 75% of people in the world. So we can't complain here in this beautiful country that we are. Let's not get sucked into the um, greed that we live in a culture where it's all about me and how can I get more and how can, um, you know, what is going to fulfill my needs? How can I get satisfied? I need more and more and more. Let's take the focus off of ourselves and look out to really indeed love our neighbour. Who is our neighbour? Who is in the area that's in our life that we can help, whether it be part of Shine or whether it just be an attitude that we have in the people that we're speaking to in keeping our eyes open? Let's be generous people. Let's get our, our focus off of ourselves. It is indeed better to give than to receive. So if you want to just take that... Um, Shine uh, offering envelope that's on your seat right now. I just want us to receive up an offering for this, whether it be something that you can give, even if it's $5. It all helps in uh, alleviating suffering for people here on the Sunshine Coast. You grab this envelope, you can make, as I said, a one-off contribution, or maybe you want to support Shine on a regular basis. Then let's just take that and fill that out right now. Proverbs 28, verse 27, it says, Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. Those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. That's, that's a pretty brutal one right there. We don't like talking about curses, but whoever gives to the poor lacks nothing. Those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. So let's just take a moment to do that. You know, I know with the money that we 
give towards Shine, towards our Compassion Kids, and when you've got five of them, and uh, it adds up and you know, to thousands of dollars a year. There's other things that we could do with that money. There's other things that we could buy with that money, and we put it off, and we sacrifice things because we want to be those people that are generous, that sees a need and can meet that need, who can sponsor a child and see them like Hilda and come out of that cycle of poverty and, and head into a completely different. The ones on the Sunshine Coast where they come in here and they receive that gift of food and it blows them away because of the quantity, because of the quality. It's not your second-hand little leftovers that we're throwing away. It's like good quality food for our Christmas hampers. It's like big baskets of amazing Christmas food with gifts for the children. And we want to be those people that just pour out towards the ones in need for us. So um, just as the stewards come to receive this up, can I just pray? Lord Jesus, I thank you, God. Lord, that you've placed us on this earth to be a light for you. Lord, to be your hands and your feet and to love people, God. Lord, as we give today to shine community care, we pray, Lord, that it will indeed have more and more influence on the Sunshine Coast. Lord, that it will um, fulfill needs of those who are in this place, oh God. We pray, Jesus, for ones who sit in the shadow of death and upon them a great light will shine. Lord God, Multiply this money as we bring it to you today and on every giver blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, stewards, as you receive this.